please be advised that this podcast was made for fun and to share the general experiences of two criminal lawyers in Toronto. You must not take anything you hear in this episode as legal advice. Every situation for every person is different, and you should always consult with a lawyer for legal advice specific to you and your circumstances. Back to the normal podcast in Toronto, Canada. It's your boy Zohabe. And we, and got we, got, we got we got we got Maddie C. Maddie C in the building. Today we had to sub out Brian because you know uh we were a little unprepared, uncoordinated. <laughs> I think it was our fault as well. But uh not enough chairs. This is number three of today, and I think uh this is this is the first time we've ever done this, right? Fuck. Yeah, thank, yeah, thank God for Starbucks. We're, yeah, we're exhausted right now, but buddy, we're ready. We have some special guests today. Well, the energy's we got the, right we now, got the fucking <laughs> crimi- <laughs> We got the criminal lawyers in the fucking house, buddy. We got right. Cena and we got Kabir from Titan. LLP. Titan, 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 LLP. Defense, Titan, Titan Defense. Titan Defense. LLP. LLP. This is the first time we've ever had some lawyers on, you know? And yeah. we're very excited for this episode because... Bro, there's a lot of people. Every single person. I wanted to be a lawyer when I was fucking younger, you know? Everybody I meet. They want to be lawyers. I know every single person wants to follow that career path. One of my close friends just got his law degree as well, finished everything, is now working in a firm, etc. Uh, a lot of work that goes into it, you know? There's a lot of hustle and a lot of education and you know, a lot of studying. So, guys, tell me about, you know, how you both got into this. You Wait, know, do where your passion come You guys know Harvey Specter? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish you knew Harvey Specter. Harvey, Harvey Specter is, yeah. you know, one of the lawyers that is not an actual lawyer. Oh, really? Harvey, Spe- Harvey Specter's life is not really? at all how an actual lawyer is. Really? Life is. Fuck, I thought I, 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 I was ready. Are you ready for that office? Should we, should we debunk that right now? That myth? <laughs> no, no. That's why I wanted to become a lawyer. I see that. I'm like, I see myself in that suit, you know, yeah, chilling yeah. upstairs with the basketball signed by LeBron Mu- James. Just music in the background all the <laughs> time. Right. Really I, I mean, like, actually, I had a client to gift me one time a Valentino basketball because I got him off my case. Yeah. yeah oh, so fuck. I have. You know, there's okay. some a little piece of Harvey Specter. But, there you go. I mean, I don't have the nice office or the nice view or anything like that, but. But tell us a little bit about yourselves, right? Um, you know, where you guys come from, how'd you guys, you know, how'd you pursue this career? Because it's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of education, a lot of studying and, you know, a lot of people don't have it in them to follow it from, you know, beginning to end. So like, tell me about your journey. Both of you. Yes. Well, first of all, you dodged the bullet. Yeah. Congratulations for not being a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> um, secondly, for me, the, the true answer is that I, I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I was always obsessed with fairness. Yeah. And that's what motivated me. And I had a lot of empathy. I came from a rough background in childhood. I wasn't someone who was privileged. That was, yeah. you know, immigrated to Canada. So I also loved uh, criminology and the penal system. And that's what my undergrad was in. And the next, you know, the natural next step for me was uh, to go to law school. And yeah. I knew from the beginning that what I wanted to do was criminal law. Oh, dope, dope. Fuck, yeah. bro. It's, it's like you talk about fairness. Is that why you got into criminal that was like, like absolutely yeah. and, that, and that's why it's you know defense criminal did you know law like from day one you want to do criminal law or did you have ideas of from some... day one without a shadow of a doubt it was that's why you guys are number one in the city the now that's why you guys you guys <laughs> have that passion tell me about your soccer beer so do man like i always tell people like it's the same answer i give every time like I, either would have been a criminal or a criminal lawyer man and and i chose the right path <laughs> <laughs> no, i love that realistically man like you know i grew up in a rough area too man i grew up 
grew up in Jane and Finch. Yeah. I went to C.W. Jeffries. Oh, nice. Notorious high school in Toronto. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. A lot of I think before, Yeah, I think before it was bad, yeah, Before though. it became ghetto, when yeah. it was a good school. So, yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And so, I, I was there when it was like a, a pretty dangerous area. And it still is a pretty rough area. Yeah. My whole cousins, my family, everyone went there. And, you know, I, I witnessed firsthand, you know, how people in like an over-policed community can feel like really like... Uh, marginalized by the mm. police yeah. yeah they get picked on yeah, yeah you get definitely. picked on because you're poor and you live in a poor sure, area yeah. and you know nobody wants to live there they want to leave right yeah, yeah of course so you know when you see this and you like witness these kind of things it really you know it gives you kind of a mission you know and so that's the kind of mission i felt and that's why i you know i worked hard and i studied for 10 years everyone else was out partying i was in the library studying eight hours a day and you know here's where i am now and i'm really yeah. it's hard no, it's yeah. crazy. Like people don't like, bro. It's a hustle, man, and it's it's a beautiful career. Like in a sense where, like, bro, if you do it right, you know, you get into your own practice. There's there's sky's the limit to it, right? A lot of people, like, you know, a lot of people get it, get want to become a lawyer because they know the money. It's it's a safe career. They think of it and they think that their money's there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But at the end of the day, you got to hustle. You can become a lawyer and not do fuck all and just sit there and yeah, you have your law degree. But at the end of the day. Bro, your goal is to make money. Your goal is to build something as well. You want to build an empire, right? And you guys are doing that with what you guys started. So here, here's yeah, the thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have that misconception. Yeah. And what I always say is that there's law yeah. and then there's criminal law. Yeah. Criminal lawyers comparatively to other lawyers, we're overworked and underpaid. Okay, fine. So what it is is that it's a labor of love yeah. and it has to be a labor of love. And for you to have that longevity, yeah. you, you know, you got to be passionate about yeah, yeah. the work. And I feel like we're all in, in a certain sense, especially criminal defense lawyers, yeah. we're masochists. Yeah. We, we have to be because we deal with some shit. We deal yeah. with vicarious trauma. You know, that shit gets to you eventually. 100%. But uh, yeah, I want to get into some crazy stories after, bro. Like, you guys better have some good shit ready for us. Yes, so. bro, I, you know, we have. Yeah. So, you know, there's a limited amount of stuff. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Obviously, you know, but, like, by the law, we're gonna follow the law. Here, yeah, you know? yeah. No, but I, I'm <laughs> telling you, like, you know, there, there's Yasina's hundred percent right. Yeah. The traditional criminal lawyer, sole practitioner, small firm, deals with specific type of clients. But you know, me and Sina partnered up together. How did this and start? Yeah, tell me about that. So it started. We were in the same law chambers, right? And me and him, we got along. We spoke. Like the Chamber of Secrets? Yeah. I'm thinking fucking Harry Potter. Yo, there's a lot of secrets <laughs> yeah. that are in that chamber, man. It's a lot of chambers. It's yeah. a bunch of lawyers. They share mm-hmm. space together. Everyone practices on their own. They just share office expenses. And me and him were there together. And uh, we eventually decided, you know what? We're going to partner up because we want something different. You know, we're sick and tired of the same you know, traditional method of practicing criminal law. You know, like when you have like, you know, corporate lawyers, these guys have giant institutional clients that'll pay them as much money, as much as they can work, they'll get paid. Criminal lawyers is not like that, man. Your client has a very limited budget and you have to be able to do as much as possible within that limited budget. They say for criminal law, man, if you have an unlimited budget, you can beat any case. Right, like that's what is the that bottom true? line. True. That is basically true, man. And wow. you can see that people say rich people get off all the time. It's because yo, know, man, they can hire yeah. the best experts. They can pay for the best private investigators. They get the best lawyers, and they get the best team together to get them the best results. Yeah, we don't. We're not criminal lawyers. Traditionally, aren't able to do that. Yeah. So what we do is we decided that we're trying to change the game a little bit. Right. We're trying to move away from that traditional perspective of the way criminal lawyers yeah. operate, and we're trying to operate on that on like a more you know, modern, modernized perspective. And especially COVID, man, has given us the option to expand now virtually and all these kind of things. Yeah. So. But, but I, I love, uh, you know, the reason I, I was talking to you earlier, I wanted to bring you guys on. Like, yeah, we talk about entrepreneurship, but you guys are entrepreneurs in your own field, you know, your own respective field. Like, 
we always like people always hear us talk about business this that we bring on people like we had a guy on that just is killing it by promoting he's a club clubbing in the clubbing industry right people would be like what the fuck knowledge does he have but he understands the business side of it etc etc you guys went to school this is like one of the top like three top things, like you're professionals yeah. like you know yeah you guys know your shit we're not we're not fucking bringing a guy that just got off the streets get, built their business up whatever you guys fucking went to school dedicated 10 years of your life and you know created mastered your craft and you guys are still learning you guys are still growing and then you guys started your company titan so tell me a little bit about that like how like for individual for viewers that want to become lawyers we have a lot of viewers that you know always talk to us and so i met this girl the other week and she's like i want to be a lawyer it's a passion i have i'm like fuck like it's hard it's not easy because every lawyer that i talk to they're like don't don't do it they're like i did it they're like fuck it like you just said it earlier you're like fuck it you know yeah. it's a lot of work so someone that wants to get into this field you know i want to go a little more informative in the beginning and then we'll dive into like yeah, everything yeah. else but someone that wants to become a lawyer like what are some steps they should take give us like some advice you know if so throughout like we're past high school or past whatever they're going into law school now so what advice do you have for these individuals so first and foremost i want to go back to something yeah. that he said yeah, yeah, uh, he had a very brief moment of humility which is not very common for yeah. him and he said you know <laughs> we decided to partner up yeah. and the truth of the matter is that i had to chip away at him for months to say you know let's get this going let's yeah. get this going and that's how we partnered up yeah. i had to beg him to partner yeah. up with me in terms of your question i think <laughs> <laughs> you know that's like him with me there's <laughs> <laughs> always the one though yeah, 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 yeah. um i i think you you got to be honest with yourself and you got to figure out what it is you want out of life yeah the one thing about law that's different than any other area of law or any other area of you know professional area is that we are cemented in traditions so this whole new wave of lawyering 2.0, advertising, marketing, soliciting for clients, this was always frowned upon mm -hmm. in the legal field, right? And even to date, some of the old timers, even some of the most successful old timers don't even have an, a, a website, yeah. right? And so that's one thing that we decided to band together and to change. Yeah. So first of all, and, and, and COVID was a, a blessing in disguise for that yeah. as well. You know, before we would have to fucking bind volumes and volumes of paper material to go and have someone drop it yeah, off yeah. to the court and now yeah. we can finally get to do that electronically right so there's there's shifts and movements that are being made within the legal realm that are important and one of the things that we wanted to focus on aside from you know being passionate about the law being empathetic toward our clients yeah. because we can relate to them we yeah. both come from you know a kind of a little bit of a to put it colloquially a girl yeah. background yeah. you know I, I also grew up at bns I went to high school at uh, Newton Brook. Yeah. And at that time, it wasn't the greatest area. Yeah. So we had that backdrop and, you know, we weren't afraid of hard work, mm. but it was also, let's take things to the next level. Yeah. You know, let's that's what I see level. with you guys. Yeah, I see and, that in you and, and that's the whole point. So, but the thing is, is that because at the end of the day, the people that we have to stand up in front of and, 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 and present to, not represent, yeah. we represent the clients, but we present to the judiciary, we present mm. to the crown, et cetera. They're still traditionalists, yeah. right? So we have to walk a very fine line between being this lawyer 2.0, but also maintain our reputation, yeah. rapport, and respect yeah. within the bar. Yeah. And that's something that I don't find a lot of people these days doing. Yeah. It's either you're an old timer or you're an ambulance chaser. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the perception mm -hmm. that you get. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, if, if you're working too hard, if in terms of marketing, putting yourself out there, making sure you get the clients or whatever the case may be, what the people see is that, oh, you're, you're an ambulance chaser. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this term. No, no, no. no. Enlightenment. Yeah, so well, an yeah. ambulance chaser is basically, I think the reference is made to a personal injury lawyer that's running after an ambulance, literally to the, to the injured person saying, let me rep you, let me get you, like this okay, okay. super aggressive way of mm -hmm. getting clients. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's just frowned upon. Yeah. 
yeah. in our field. Even when we advertise, we have to be very careful with the way that we do really? it. So we've started, for example, an Instagram account fairly recently. Yeah. Which uh, I love, by the way. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank yeah. Thank yeah. Thank you. No, it's all. So I'll just chime in. You can continue. No, of course. But I've been saying it to like whenever I'm on the page or whoever's around me, like I say it to myself all the time. Every time I see it, I have not seen. It could be my lack of research. I've not seen one other law firm doing that. Yeah, one like, other criminal. I have yeah, no, I've not seen. Yeah. I, yeah, like I'll you guys, it, the way yeah. your branding and everything, it's like appreciate it, man. I like like the two is like correct. Like it's sick because like I I can only think of one person in this realm because of like I knew I knew could be already, but like before, um, but even now, just like you're always top of mind, you know. Awesome, because of these yeah. like posts and like the high quality that's shit. the goal man yeah. i want to be on someone's but, short list right if they get in yeah. trouble man well, that, that's bro, like that's how my business of flourishes yeah. that's always business yeah. you know what i mean like, bro, you which, guys are like right which, for like, me like which other sorry to cut in sorry do that ever again sorry i will get the money <laughs> i will i will i will file he always, always fucks with me that's why i have to do it i'll file if you do i got you yeah i got you so uh no back back to what i like sorry you're chiming in a little bit like this is so important what he just said because, bro, so many businesses forget that. A lot of traditional businesses, even my business in the recruiting, nobody was on social media. Nobody gave a fuck about social media. So I was like, yeah, there's a traditional way of doing this. Of course, that's always going to stay there. You need to follow that line as well because for some of your clients are like that. They don't give a fuck about the whole social media side. For you guys, it's the whole the, the judicial the, the judges, judges, judges and everything. Because you, you know? think the judges aren't at home watching our Instagram, yeah, bro? When we're on a case, yeah. they're Googling our names just like everybody else's, right? Exactly. Because they were lawyers in yeah, the past too, yeah, man. They right. don't know what's going 100%, on with these people, right? 100%. Yeah. And it's like, it's so important what you guys are doing because, bro, there's no other fucking... I can't yeah, think yeah. of one no. criminal law firm besides you guys that comes to the top of my head. And, I bro, we're on Instagram. Firm. We see everything on Instagram. We see all the pay. We see Kim Kardashian 24 fucking 7. <laughs> yeah. But I don't see another criminal law firm doing it. That's what we did with our recruiting, right? We took, I, I opened an Instagram page so everyone now in the city knows my company. They understand what the fuck Simplex HR does. Same with him for real estate. He took it to another little level, right? Where you're being creative. What you guys are doing is fucking genius, no, I, 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 I took genius. inspiration from you guys, yeah. right? I see what you guys are doing. And I'm like, man. Fucking inception, like, right? Yo, this is, <laughs> yo, this <laughs> is like, it goes in. And yeah. I told this guy, man. That's how I met like the Ernesto and yeah, yeah. Anthony and Anna and Valentina. I met them through you. Okay. Right? Yeah, because yeah. I realized yes, that yes. I'm like, I, that's true. Yo, that well, shout, out shout out to the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the neighborhood. Man. Neighborhood, you gotta fucking pay us, eh? Neighborhood. I want money, bro. You gotta I want give money. me a discount. Too, man. Money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did the email intro, right? Uh, yeah, I did an email intro. Okay. That's how you guys were doing. And you know, you guys were disrupting your industry by the way that you were promoting yourself on social media. We decided to do the same thing. And it's working out for you. And then now. You guys are killing it, bro. Dude, now I go on my explore page and there are. Dozens of other lawyer Instagrams, criminal lawyer Instagrams. Yeah. Dozens. You know, after we started, mm. like everybody, there's only a few that were doing it before us. And, and you know, those people are very good lawyers and I understand that. But, like, the thing you is, you got some like, creative minds in your circle. Yeah, you got to stay on top. Yeah, you got to stay on top. Bro, don't get me wrong. We know, like, I know so many people that say, I'm a lawyer, I'm a lawyer, I'm a lawyer, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, it's so hard. Like, we still think, like, people, like, the younger generation still thinks, like, talk to their mom and dad. Mom and dad. Give me the number of the Lord. Give me the number of the Lord. They know their guy that they knew from 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. But there's so many young people, young individuals like yourself that are coming up that are built your own brand, have your own company and that are, you know, slowly getting to the top. So now the younger generation, when they're going to be in trouble, now when they're in issue, they see your Instagram bro, page. That, it's so fucking it's, crucial. They're going to be calling you now. Bro, that's that's it. exactly yeah. like the way, the reason why yeah. we're doing this is what I told yeah. Sina too. I'm like, listen, man, nowadays everybody gets their news and information from social media. Yeah. Oh, everybody. That's what yeah. it is, right? So listen, that, that, 
that parent's lawyer that they know is going to be dead by the time these kids get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, all these kids are going to know is what they've seen. And the parents are going to say, you'll find your own lawyer. Yeah. And if we're on that short list of three to five lawyers that jump into someone's yeah. mind, man, that makes our business yeah. that much better. And that makes us that much more yeah, money. Yeah. And that makes us that much more valuable to yeah, the community, yeah. which is the most important thing, right? At the end of the day, man, like money is great. But I, I do, I'm, I'm a lawyer because I like to win. Yeah. Right? And I like winner, the competition. Bro. You guys are winners. And, yeah, you know, sure. and that's what I want, man. I'm a competitive person. And that's what drives me. Yeah. Right? The money is a bonus for yeah. me, right? I can yeah. do If I want money, man, I'd be doing another job. Yeah. Right? Like money is just something that, you know, I want it, of course. But for me, it's more the competitive drive <laughs> yeah. and the need to win yeah. that, that feels I love me. that. I love that you know real shit. Mean? I want to I go a little touch back into what we were talking about. Uh, you know, someone that just a little information because a lot of people want to become lawyers. So, like, you know, a little steps or guidance that you guys have or advice that you have for like the young generation that wants to go Bless into you. law field. Bless you, Brian. You okay over yeah, there? He's sneezing there? Oh, you seeing a lot of girls <laughs> on Instagram? No, yeah. Is that cooties? Is that cooties over there? <laughs> but uh, tell us a little any like guidance or like advice you guys have for like the younger generation. Go. Hmm. I have my own advice. I'll, uh, you start with yours. I think don't don't glorify what you think it is definitely get yourself in there you know work with a lawyer if you can even go and volunteer your time expand your network as much as you can and be realistic in terms of the expectations that you have out of life you know don't think that you're going to be you know a top lawyer you're going to be you know the number one lawyer and you're going to be able to do that by having any kind of work uh, life balance that's just not going to happen right like I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage, you know, and that's the way that I'm able to do what I'm doing. Like, and a lot of my colleagues do have kids and a mortgage and they're able to do that. But for me personally, that's not a reasonable or realistic expectation. Like right now, what I'm fostering is my business and my business is my baby. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. And then the other thing is, is that, you know, make sure that it's, it's what you're passionate about. Make sure you have the acuity to do it. And lastly, don't like at the end of the day, the only person you need to be honest with is yourself. You know, there are a lot, there are a fuck ton of jobs out there other than, you know, doctor, lawyer, engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just do, you know, go and become a lawyer because, or or take that path because you think there's some prestige that comes with it or, you know, I, I, I'll admit 100%. As soon as you tell people, oh, I'm a lawyer, they're impressed by it or, or, and, and, you know, any average person would feel good about that. But now it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't even like it. Mm. You know, it, I, I just, I, I, I've always been that way as well. Mm. That's, that should not be your number one reason or priority because mm. the bottom line is, is that you're going to be met with nothing but disappointment. Yeah. So just be realistic. And I, I, like, I like the point you made, like go volunteer somewhere. And that's where my perception yeah. changed because I was given this whole like through online movies, shows of how lawyers are. I was like, I want to be a fucking lawyer. So in high school, I got the opportunity to actually uh, do co-op at Brady and Partners. It's like the real estate hey, firm. Yeah, yeah. Tom and, Brady? Uh, no, Brad. Brady. He's, Brady. He's, uh, he's I, live on, I live on Brady Road, man. Yeah. B-R-A-T-T-Y. He's a billionaire. Oh, he, oh not Tom Brady? No, no, no not Tom okay, Brady. Okay. That guy, <laughs> bro, the most wise motherfucker I've ever met. The yeah. nicest guy yeah, ever. Sure. Brady's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but right. then you real estate law too. They run yeah. key, the Keelan Harris site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. They, yeah. They, they built half of the city up. All pre-con projects. Yeah. yeah. Right. And meeting yeah. him, and like, I, they gave me a corner little unit like right next to his office. And like, he was an older guy who'd come in. I would talk to him. I would try to like pick at his mind just to see like how he is. Nicest motherfucker. And like, he told me, he's like, it's not beautiful. He's like, I, he's like, I got the opportunity when I was younger. I came here back in the early days when I was 18 years old. I had a buddy who was in real estate. We teamed up together and we started this. He's like, but now it's like, it's not the fucking same. He's like, don't think that it's beautiful, you know? And then seeing the whole structure in the office, I was like, oh, I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, I thought like, 
where's the fun? Where's the entertainment? Where's like, everyone? Where's, where's the, the Harvey Specter? Yeah, right? I'm like, where's like, yeah, where's, where's Adana? Where's yeah. everyone? I'm like, where's the beautiful <laughs> women walking around? Where's the secretary? I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking everything, you know? And then I see it and I'm like, oh, this is not something I want to do. I'm like, this is not what I like. Cause I'm sitting at the table and there's paperwork. I'm like, where's the fun? Like, you know, I want to fucking do something. You know, yeah. like we're, I see it in the movies. I see it in the shows. Everyone says it, but I'm like, where is it right now? And when I didn't experience that, I was like, this is not the field for me. And that's why it's so right. What you said, like go volunteer first, go see it. See if you actually like the feel. See if you actually enjoy it. Because if you're just going for the money, you said it. There's so much other things to do, right? Yeah. There's so much other fields that you can jump into. But this is something that you gotta love. You gotta fucking have it in you. And I see it from the way you guys are talking. You guys love what you guys do. Dude, you, know, you guys are passionate I, I, about it. Every, every morning yeah. I wake up and I'm happy. This is my job. But what I'll take going back to your yeah, question, yeah, yeah. like the more the practical yeah, yeah. perspective. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, man. I, I'm not a smart person. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you this right away. I, I, I wrote the LSAT three times, all right? I spent an extra year or two in university trying to become a lawyer. And because I wanted it that badly, like I wanted it mm. so bad, mm. I spent all this extra money, all this extra time. And there's something that I, I learned, man. And it's that, dude, everything is a system. Once you learn how to crack that system, yeah. you'll advance immediately. And mm-hmm. what I learned mm-hmm. is like later in my university, I figured out, you know, getting reading the books is, is one way to get good grades, but there's other things that you can do to separate yourself from everybody else. For example, if you're the guy that's waiting for the professor and you ask your professor, "Hey, can you edit my essay before I hand it in?" Yo, they're gonna remember your name and know who yeah. you are, mm-hmm. right? And that's I started doing stuff like that more than, and I was reading everything. Don't get it twisted, but I wanted it so badly that I was like, you know, I'm gonna take these extra steps and. You know, I stood out. And as a result, man, I did garbage my first couple of years of university. My last couple were ecstatic, man. I had yeah. a like a 4.0 GPA. I had a phenomenal like like LSAT. I was studying every single day. And I got it. And you know, if you really want it, you could get it. It's it's yeah. you just gotta dedicate the time and effort towards doing that. It's that simple, right? And some people just think they want it. Yeah, you know, no, but definitely. they're not willing to put the work in to yeah, get yeah. it, man. Like, you know, everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, but not everybody wants to lift heavy weight, like Ronnie Coleman said, right? It's true, Brian. Brian. Yeah, you know I mean, Rayo, Brian knows about yeah, that. Brian, knows, Brian, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian, Brian calls <laughs> me out every day to come to the gym. But that's why, like, when I, when I, sometimes I'll be like, fuck, well, you know, why am I not losing the weight? Why am I not getting, I've never had abs in my life. I don't know how fuck my abs look like, you know? It's over. I've never yeah. seen <laughs> them, you know? I, like I can assure you there's probably six. Yeah. But then again, like, when I see, like, you, as you just said, when you see the hard work somebody puts in, and where's Brian every single day? He's in the fucking gym working out every single fucking day. That's why he's proposing the girls why, on yeah, breakfast television. Yeah, that's, yeah. why, that's why he has yeah. that physique, right? Of course. Bro, you have to study. You have to put in the work. I thought I hated school. I couldn't do it. I thought I could just breeze by, become a lawyer, and be a walk in the park. But then reality hit me when I started seeing, like, bro, you actually have to get good grades. You have to actually put in the work. As you said, go talk to the professor. Hey, make him edit your essay. Therefore, when he edits your essay, you're going to know where the fuck you need to change yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You get a higher grade. Usually, people are scared to do that. They don't want to do that. They're nervous. They just go in and submit it like that. Say, oh, if I do good, I have do to hustle, man. It's called getting creative. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly what it boils down to is that it's, yeah. it's straight up hustle. I had a very similar experience. I also did shit at the beginning of yeah. law school and I crushed at the end, partly because of my competitive nature. And I was just like, you know, I looked around and I'm like, nah you motherfuckers are not better than me yeah. you know that's that's what it was it yeah. was like i'm not gonna let you basically bring me down or, yeah. or look down at me because you know you have better grades so i was like i'm not about it yeah but then the other thing is that 
there's persistence is so important and a big part of my success personally is attributed to just fucking showing up man yeah. just showing up and being there yeah. and having a certain level of humility not scoffing putting your nose up at shit like mm. i remember when i first started out as a lawyer first of all even without before i even became a lawyer i was buying after law school i was buying coffees i was taking the bus places mm. you know buying coffees to whoever that would hear me mm. out just expanding my network you know and i eventually found my place in criminal law and where i wanted to be and it, it excelled yeah. from there but even after i became a lawyer whatever work came my way I took it. Yeah, you took it. Regardless yeah. of the financial remuneration, I didn't care what they were paying me. It didn't matter. Yeah. A senior counsel told me, yo, go do this thing tomorrow that you got to prep four hours for and spend another four hours of your day being there yeah. for 200 bucks. I was game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, no problem. And what that led to was that they saw the hunger, the motivation, they, the drive. You know, they started throwing mm, me cases yeah. or I would go to court to represent their client. And, you know, a co-accused that was there didn't have a lawyer. And I would end up, you know, they would hire me as their lawyer. So that's, that's how so that's up. so like cliche from the movie or the yeah. guy seeing this. I don't have a lawyer. Straight you up, walk man. in, you're yeah. like, straight up. You know, this it's, guy is good. Yeah. Right? It's like, you know, showing up is half the battle. Yeah. Like persistence is half the yeah. battle. It's It makes such a big difference. Yeah. And again, the humility, man. Like if you just think you're going to be Johnny Cochran right yeah, off the yeah, bat yeah. and like you're just going to show up and everybody is going to be serving you yeah. and like, you know, it's glitz and glamour. You're not going to get I anywhere. I like that, yeah. man. They, what they say, man, as a criminal defense lawyer, you're the least respected person in the courtroom. 100%. The crown, the clerk who's there, the reporter, the judge, your client, everyone from the judge's perspective has more respect they have more respect for everybody else other than you. Why is that? Like you're because you're the the person that is. I'm not gonna say like you know it's it's a sensitive topic, but it's 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 eat it it's a topic that's like you know like it, it's you're always treated with the most like doubt with what you say. You know, because criminal lawyers, like no matter what it is, they always have a reputation of you know being like shady people. You know what I mean? Is it also Which the, is not. But is it also the way. fact because people already presume the person's guilty? One hundred percent. They already know you're it's defending someone that's wrong. Yeah. And that's, that's you know <laughs> that's what this judge used to always uh, joke with me. <laughs> you know, I would be walking down the hall and he'd be see me and he'd see me in the courthouse and he'd be like, "Mr. Shabasteri, throwing sands in the gears of justice." You know, like as if we're the ones getting away mm. or, or you know getting in the middle of how the justice system is supposed yeah. to operate yeah. right like that's the sentiment yeah. and that's why nobody respects our time yeah. like you're a criminal defense lawyer you you sit and wait mm. you sit and wait as long as it takes i don't give a shit if you're not getting paid for this mm. time right the bottom line is is as follows all the relevant stakeholders in the criminal justice system the crown attorneys the judges mm. etc they all think that for the most part the police get it right yeah which you know what admittedly mm. is true yeah. but that's not what this shit is about yeah. mm -hmm. what this shit is about is our collective civil yeah. liberties yeah. so it's not about the individual client yeah. you know what the truth of the matter is i don't give a fuck if my client is guilty yeah. or not yeah. i just want to make sure that the state which is the police and the crown prosecution and the judges included yeah, too. Yeah. They do their job right. Right. Yeah, that's all yeah. I'm there that's, to do. That's what we're there yeah. to make sure. We're the check and balances yeah. in the system. Yeah. Like, because you know what, man, it's an adversarial system. You have the crown attorney, they have the police, they have the forensic people, they have the administrative support, they yeah. have everything yeah. to point the finger at you and prove that you're guilty. And you know, like, you know, they're tugging on that rope as hard as they can yeah. to prove you're guilty. 
as a defense lawyer, you have they, there's a team of them pulling on that rope. For your client, there's only one person pulling on that that's rope, it. and that's me. That's yeah. I love, right? bro. I love this and topic. Like, yeah, I mean, I do, and I'm like, so yo, like, you feel yeah, the passion, yeah. bro. Oh, like, bro, so right now. Bro, I felt insane. it. Dude, like, yo, yeah. my, my job is one, to one part, defend my client. Yeah. The second part is d- to defend the law, man. Yeah. I want to make sure that the law is applied yeah. properly yeah. in every situation. Because, dude, like like he said, man, it's not about me or you. Like the next, any any decision that's made is a precedent setting. Yeah, 100%. Right? So whether your client did it or not is irrelevant. If the long, if the wrong law passes or whatever, the next time that you know you're charged, you don't want the wrong interpretation of the law to apply to you yeah. or to anybody else yeah. out there. You yeah. know, so we're there to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is that you will never know. Civilians will never know what it's like to be charged with a criminal offense until it happens to yeah. them. Yeah. Your life goes upside and the down. Bottom like line this, is, bro, it's over, man. You know, the civilians that listen and they think, oh, you know, you represent guilty people or you get people off on technicalities. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, you have any idea how badly the odds are stacked against people who are charged in the first place? Yeah. You know, there's a reason why statistically people of lower socioeconomic demographics and people of, you know, racial minorities are disproportionately rep- represented in the mm. penal system and, and the prison population. Right. They don't stand a chance. Yeah. And it's a chicken and egg, uh, you know, argument or scenario that happens. Do you have more policing at Jane and Finch because there's more crime at Jane and Finch? Or do you have more crime at Jane and Finch because there's more policing at Jane and yeah. Finch? Right. I love your passion about it, but I want you guys to keep talking about sort of like what you, yeah, back to what you said. So it's not that the law, it's not like the, the, the you're, you don't care if the person's guilty or not, but you're trying to make sure that, yeah, that's what it's. They so get a fair shot. Sure they get a fair shot because that's it. you don't want the, the, the police officers or the other side. What, what's the, 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 pros- the, 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 the crown, the crown attorney or the prosecution. Falsely. You know, uh, fuck shit up and whatever. Or to and get, away with, get away with the railroad exactly. them because yeah. they don't have a lawyer. They don't know yeah. any better. So, you know, when, right. when we go to law school, we, we, we learn a lot of mantras. And some yeah. of them, unfortunately, we just use as a fucking punchline. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they ring true, man. Yeah. One of the things that we learn is that it's better to let nine guilty people go free than to convict one innocent person yeah, 100%, right the yeah. threshold is that high yeah, yeah and so it's supposed to be maintained yeah. to that degree right because yeah. there is no certainty and yeah. that's the one fucked up thing that's yeah. affected me with criminal law is that i've almost come to think that there is no truth yeah you know truth yeah. is just subjective yeah you know what's What's Whatever you can prove, that's it. 100%. Right? I love that, bro. Yeah. So lawyer talk, I love it's it. It's crazy. You know, it's crazy, no, But you're man. like, you can't like, yo, you have to like be fair. Like when you're like, when, as you said it, as soon as the person is convicted and you get a criminal charge on you, the odds are stacked against him, right? It's the, it's everybody against him and then you guys are his only fucking Dude, standing, man. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's only real to the standing. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're the only leader. person in their team. I, I, yeah. I use it in jury. When I mm-hmm. talk to a jury, man, mm-hmm. I, the first thing I say to a jury mm-hmm. Is I tell them like, listen, like when you first walked in here and you saw my client, I, I thought you thought in your mind, I wonder what this guy did. Yeah. But you never asked yourself, did this guy do anything wrong at all? Oh fuck! Right? That's deep. That's deep. Like, that, yo, that is up. the old, That's yeah, the real question. Next time, I, next time my girl accuses me of anything. <laughs> 
So now you accused me, but did you? Did you know that I didn't do anything wrong? No, we're gonna get it written down. We'll put a note in our phone. No, first case half price, man. That's it. I'm like, could be I need your help for the relationship. Could be wrong. Did he do anything wrong? I need a rebuttal. I need a rebuttal ASAP. You already think he's wrong, but do you think that he's? I don't think I can win that argument. We caught him on the cat. It wasn't me. It's over. Female. Deny, 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 man. That's it. But bro. Bro, I love your energy and your passion for yeah, what you guys fantastic. do. And it, it's um, and mm-hmm. you guys have spoken like such good facts so far. And it's like, bro, I love this column. We want to keep it going. And it's just like, tell us more, man. Tell us more about like one you thing know? that you just said. Yeah. You know, you're like it, 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 the impact that it has on yeah. conviction. Yeah, okay? exactly. Yeah, yeah, please. It starts well before that. The impact starts immediately upon being charged. Being charged. And alone is enough. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Yeah. In this day and age, media is, is massive. Yeah. You know, even police services have their own media publication departments, yeah. right? As soon as somebody gets charged, they'll say, Mr. X was just found with 14 kilos of fentanyl. Yeah. They haven't tested the fentanyl. They have no idea what substance they're dealing with. And they have no idea whether the case is going to you know, go ahead. They'll slap in the word allegedly on there if they're being nice about it. And Bob's your uncle. They move on. Yeah. Okay. Mr. X, lo and behold, was falsely accused, gets his charges withdrawn in a court of law. What the hell happens to that article? Yeah. It stays Since online forever. 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 Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Mr. X is not getting a job no more. Yeah. So how, even wow, if you're crazy. not guilty, and you got to pay a lawyer thousands of dollars to even fight to get that shit removed, man. You know? This is something that needs to be changed in the law. Is, is, can it ever be changed? Or will it always 100%. Oh, dude, and, like, I'm a huge, I'll let you, I don't, yeah, I'll let yeah, you do yeah, yeah. talk about this. Yeah. Right? I, think like, I get too hot about yeah. this. One, one thing that you know we've heavily considered, the only time I think we've actually considered venturing out of criminal law ironically enough wasn't for money we Mm. weren't like you know let's go and do like real estate or you know corporate Mm. commercial Mm. or whatever Mm. just so that we can get some more coin Mm. it was like no let's go venture into civil law so we can sue these people Mm. so we can start bringing actions to have them you know stop Mm. what they're doing like as soon as this is done take it down the guy's not guilty you say not guilty or you remove the article or like how hard is that to do yeah Yeah, yeah, they don't do that efficiency is very important in the justice system if you want justice to be administered properly it has to be efficient to a certain degree but sometimes in some cases and i'll say this like they put efficiency before someone's rights. Yeah. You know, they want to make things efficient more than they should be in order just to push something like through the system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so, I mean, that's, that's to a certain extent, that's almost always the case. You know, when I go into a meeting and I'm discussing the case and what's going to happen at a trial, yeah. the bottom line is, is that the burden of proof is for the crown to, yeah. to meet. It's your case. It's your onus. Yeah. Prove and assert your case. Right. Yeah. They're asking me for all these admissions. Yeah. And I'm expected know, to I, make I, I, certain... Explain, I, explain to them what the burden of proof and admissions is yeah, everything please, is. Please. So they, they don't understand that. Fair enough. So the burden of proof is obviously beyond a reasonable doubt. That's what the Crown has to do. So what, what, the, what that means is basically the Crown has to... So the obligation is on the prosecution to prove the case against you. Yeah. You don't have to defend yourself at all. You don't right? have to call any evidence. You don't You're have not to obligated say anything. to do shit. You know, like what they say is that you never watch Game of Thrones was as the one that calls a sentence swings the sword. That's yeah. it. So if you're the one that's if you're the one that's pointing the finger and accusing somebody, your job is the one to prove that it happened. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. how our system works. Yeah. So if the crown is saying 
you're the one that, for example, what had these drugs on them. They need to prove that that happened. And they need to prove that it happened, not just like a little bit, right? Like, for example, because they have so many resources, the justice system understands that the state, the crown, has a huge advantage because of their resources. So they can't just prove it kind of. Yeah. They need to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. That's the handicap yeah. that the average person has. Yeah. Right? It's like if, if Mike Tyson is fighting like some like lightweight boxer, for example, I mean, what the lightweight boxer do is if they win one round, they win the fight, right? They don't have to knock the person out. Like the crown is Mike Tyson and, you know, the shitty weak little boxer is the defense player. Yeah. The way if you land a punch, you win. That's like basically how it works. The way we describe it to jurors is that, you know, you have probable, which is, you know, beyond 50%. And then you have certain, which is 100%. Beyond a reasonable doubt is is neither of those concepts, but it's way closer to certainty than it is to mm. probability, right? So, yeah. like that should give you an idea of how high that threshold is. So that's like what you were saying. So, like, so continue on what you were saying if you remember. So that's you know that's the the you know he who asserts has bears the onus of proof effectively, yeah. right? So it, that's what the crown has to do is for every single offense, there's elements that they need to make out, and they have to establish each element beyond a reasonable doubt, right? Yeah, and then. So there's certain things for trials that sometimes we concede. We make these concessions. Like we say, we admit that this happened, right? Like, for example, if identification is not an issue, if we're talking about a domestic incident where it's a husband and wife and they've known each other for 20 years, it's not a fucking whodunit, right? It's like, did this happen? Did it happen? So like in in an instance like that, it's entirely reasonable for them to say, you know, admit ID, so that we don't need to establish each element of what we're doing. We don't need to establish that this is the guy that did yeah, yeah, Just 100%. say it. Just to just admit say, it yeah, so yeah. we don't have to deal with this problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. you do that to shorten the time frame that it takes to do a trial, right? And they always, they try and push those boundaries. They try and get you to concede more, admit more, admit more. And if you don't, you're the bad guy, Yeah. right? And that's why we get so much flack as criminal defense lawyers, right? Because... We're just getting in the way of their job, yeah. which unfortunately, despite the fact that that's not what the, you know, the, what it's supposed to yeah. be, it seems to be it's securing a conviction. Right. And Police, our, our, our job is to make things harder for them. That's it. They, they that's hate you guys. They do. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm just, yeah. I just like, after this conversation, I'm taking it. Like, you guys keep, have keep all the odds and stacked huh. against you guys. 100%. Dude, you have no you know? idea. You guys man. are going into like their room and you, they're, they're the ones that are like, you know, the police and the judge and everyone, like, this guy's fucking guilty. We know he's guilty. This I, is the proof. Now, you guys are coming in like... I, I uh, want to temper yeah, this a little yeah, bit, okay? We yeah. got we to we pump the brakes yeah, yeah. here a little bit, okay? <laughs> I think that there's good and bad in every field and with every industry yeah. and all the stakeholders, yeah. man. There's really shitty criminal defense lawyers. Mm. So, like, and this is what I remind myself on a day-to-day basis. I don't want to paint this grim picture of, like, you know, everything is... This, it's so stacked against us. We're disrespected. People don't respect our times. You know, that's not what it, what it is. We have amazing judges that have, are capable of reasonable doubt. We have really good crown attorneys. Like, so, and, and by, by the same token, we have some really shitty criminal defense lawyers too. Like, there's good and bad yeah, in all no, of, of course, these of little areas, 100%. right? But for the most part, 
were the shit disturbers, right? And they don't like you it. You ruffle feathers, man. That's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. People don't like feather rufflers. Oh, yeah. I want to yeah, go in. Like I know you guys can't talk about like cases and stuff like that, but I want to go into your first experience. Well, we can you because can. once once this shit is prosecuted, it's public. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, the wire. We still can't talk about but, it because yeah. it was, if it was our clients, yeah. we can't talk yeah, about but, like, it. Tell but, me about your first experience of when, like your first, I want I want to see both sides of it. Like the first time, you defended someone and you won like first trial and the first time you defended someone and like if it didn't go the way you wanted like what were those experiences how did that emotions go in that so this is this is a really really interesting question for me because it's it's not what you would expect Mm. so one of the first trials i ever won which i was shocked about i was Mm. like young lawyer i had no idea what i was doing it was a how long after was this uh, after you like fully this was within my first year of practice Okay. okay. okay I, I was representing a guy who was charged with uh, fail to provide breath sample. Okay. Good looking, built, young black dude. We ran this trial. He told me a story. I was like, okay, you know, let's go and run this trial. He testified. Mm. He basically said the reason why I refused was because the officer had no reason to pull me over. He mm. just saw me come out of a club mm. and pulled me over because I was with a couple of hotties. Mm. And basically started asking me questions mm. and said, hey, I smell an odor of alcohol. And I explained to him, yeah, you do. One of these, I'm the designated driver. One of these spilled her drink on my shirt. Look, mm. that's why I smell. The officer still says, no, you need to provide a breast sample, whatever. Charges him with fail to provide breast sample. Because he didn't blow. Because yeah. he didn't yeah. blow. I run this trial in front of a judge. It's a Hail Mary, yeah. man. It's it's like one of the hardest mm. charges you to may, defend. You almost against. never win like mm. drinking and driving type mm. charges. Mm. Oh, to e- me. Even if... Um, but, like, okay, no one's going to believe the guy. Fail, That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, fail, yeah. fail to provide breath sample is pretty much an automatic conviction. Because I... I'll get right back into just a quick little personal story. I was just uh, nabbed by some asshole. Sorry. <laughs> just like straight textbook dickhead. Yep. Sorry again. Yeah. Um and don't say sorry for he's like oh and he starts starts reciting some like thing they just introduced like i'm able to ask for a random breathalyzer so in my head do i get smart and be like no like like accept my rights but i'm like i don't even know what the fuck i'm talking about so i'm like i didn't drink shit here you go i'll blow into it but um if i didn't what would happen Go. You'd be you would get this charge. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a lose lose. It's, it's, it's yeah. like the charges fail wow. to apply, fail to provide breast sample without lawful excuse. Yeah. You need to have a lawful excuse to not provide the breast sample. And there's very limited lawful excuses that somehow provide yeah. breast sample. That's fine. Yeah, Interesting. That's so true, right? Right? So, he was just being a, he, like, yeah. I just wanted to like, just fight fire with that. fire there, but I didn't. Sorry, man. <laughs> no, no worries. So anyway, my, my client ends up uh, testifying and lo and behold to me, I didn't know any better. I had an incredible judge who was, you know, amazing, capable, reasonable. Now, interestingly enough, he's now made it up from one level of court to a higher level of court as well. And I also uh, cross-examined the two police officers. And lo and behold, the police officer that did demand the breast sample was a gung-ho motherfucker. And I got that out. And there was another second police officer. He was that a came. He was He was gung-ho. Like, he oh. was really, it, it, he was just aggressive. Like, just like the guy I experienced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I call him a textbook like, dickhead. Yeah, 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 ye
the second officer that came on scene, I also cross-examined that officer who was a super nice dude. He was very honest and their stories didn't line up at all. Like it, it didn't match. So the judge acquitted my guy. Like he was, he was like, I believe what your client has said. And I was shocked. It was like the biggest Hail Mary ever. You know, I told the judge, you know, all my clients tell me they're innocent. That's like a joke. And then he's like, well, sometimes they are Mr. Shevester, you know? So mm-hmm. that was, that was one fantastic experience. Yeah. And then a few years later into my practice, I was a uh, second chair. I was a junior on a homicide. And mm. this was, I think, the third time this case was being tried. And what had happened was... Why would it be the third time? Just curious. So it, it went for trial once. Um, he lost? We, we won, okay, won what we wanted. The Crown appealed. They got the appeal, went for a trial a second time. During the opening statements, the crown who was prosecuting said some terrible shit that caused the mistrial because it was irreparable harm to the jury. She mm-hmm. completely tainted the jury. She compared the the client to a virile animal, like in her opening statement. To the jury. Of like, to the right? jury. That's like really bad for, to, for in, you to say that as in, a crown. In regards right? to the person who committed the murder? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, this guy's like an animal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You like can't that. say that. Yeah, right? yeah. Like your that, job, that can lead to a mistrial. Absolutely. Yeah, but your it's job a, as the crown is to present your case. It's the it's opening not statement. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you have yeah, yeah. Can you use that in your closing statement? Yeah, even still, that's the UK. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you're a lawyer, man. You have to keep a level of civility, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah. can't just say, oh, this person's a piece of shit, convict him, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You can't do something. No, like, like, I, sorry, continue, no, no, continue, no, 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 please. No, because I remember, like, I, I forgot where it was. I was watching, like, all these, like, murder documentaries and all this stuff. And, like, and one of them, like, the lawyer was like, like, mad this guy. Like, it was the, he's a killer. He's the one. That's blah, blah, blah. the U.S., bro. And then I'm like, okay, okay. For sure. Canada, yeah. you can't yeah. do okay, shit. Okay, U.S., like you're allowed. You're yeah, able yeah, to yeah. do that. Okay. U.S., you can do whatever you want in a courtroom, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Canada's true. different. You have Why like so manners here. Huh? Why so different? Because freedom, man. In the U.S., you have freedom to say and do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm so confused. Because I've seen those, like, cases, and it's like, they're fucking, like, this guy's a murderer. He walked in. He fucking did this. Yeah. No, dude, like, the crowns do that here, too. I think the but you can't argument. be like oh, say this guy's a murderer, but you yeah. can't call the guy a piece of shit. Yeah, this guy doesn't Basically. take care of his kids. He's an asshole. Yeah. He's an animal. So you that led to a mistrial. It led to a mistrial. Now, and this, this was the third, third time okay, okay. that it was being tried. And basically, the, the story was that this guy had been. He was the victim of domestic abuse. He was mm. psychologically abused by his baby mama for mm. a number of years. Mm. And she would continually just, you know, berate him with insults, mm. shit like that. They have a kid. She would kick him out, take him back, kick him out, take him back, kick him out, take him back. Mm. And then she does that one final time. And allegedly what she says to him is that that's it. We're over. I'm taking our baby. There's nothing you can do about it because you're just a yeah. fucking immigrant. Yeah. These are the words that yeah. she utters to him. Yeah. This guy had a military background, no criminal record, mm. nothing. He's in the kitchen making a sandwich. He loses his fucking mind, ends up clinically stabbing her 11 times. Of the 11 wounds, nine of them were lethal. Yeah. So she's done, mm. right? Dies right away, takes the baby, goes to a motel room for the night, cleans himself up, makes some arrangements in the morning, goes and turns himself in. This is the third fucking time we're running this trial. Mm. And... He had to testify. And I had basically grown as a lawyer with this client. And I mm. got to tell you to date, he's one of my favorite clients. He's completely level-headed, coherent, intelligent, hardworking. How do you like get off on So the- here's the thing. This is a big part of our job is tempering jeopardy. What mm. that means is that just... Polishing re- turds. That's it. Like, like that's <laughs> it. Yeah, polishing turds. It's, it's a wicked way of yeah. saying yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's just trying to reduce the punishment. Yeah. For murder, you got first degree murder, second degree murder, and then you have ma- manslaughter. 
there's a vast difference in the way that you're sentenced when you're serving manslaughter as opposed to murder. There's mandatory minimums on murder with, mm-hmm. you know, then you have your eligibility for parole. It's entirely possible that you would get a single digit sentence on manslaughter. It's impossible for murder. It's the statutory life not for possible. Murder That's yeah. It. Yeah. You're doing life and it's just when are you eligible for parole? Mm. So it's a big, big difference. You know, like if we were able to secure and the first time we got the manslaughter, right? And if the last time we, we got manslaughter, he would have pretty much been released. Like he had spent like seven, eight years in the penitentiary system mm-hmm. going through his, his case. Mm. I saw this guy progress in the system. I would go even as a young student, I would go and do some interviews with him in jail mm. and like everybody loved him. Nobody fucked with him. Mm. Like he was just well-respected, smart dude. And then I just started to see his eyes fade, man. Mm. When I would like interview him, he would like look through me. The black in his eyes started to take over. Like it was all pupil. Mm -hmm. And he just didn't have it in him to give the heartfelt testimony that he did in the first trial. Yeah. So he went down. He just gave up. He just gave up. He legit gave up. He's like, fuck this. Like I've been dragged through so much. I made a fucking mistake. I mm. owned up to it. Yeah. I turned myself in. I don't have it in me anymore. And I told him, I'm like, dude, you got to just fucking pull it through one more time, one mm. more time. Didn't have it, man. He fucking goes down on second degree murder. Wow. And I remember I got into the elevator. I went down to the, the superior court you know, lobby and I just fucking broke down. Man. Yeah. I was exhausted. Yeah, I had wow. been busting ass for four weeks plus just doing everything I can. And that's before all the years mm. that preceded it and all the pretrial motions. This was straight just the jury trial. Mm. And I just I couldn't fucking hack it. Fuck. Man. That was like, that, that one see, left like, the mark. Like wow. Like how's he doing now? You still keep in touch? Yeah, he's he's in the penitentiary. He's doing his thing. He's actually well, he, he, yeah, his yeah, parole yeah. eligibility was set at. Uh, There's another. No, he has another appeal coming up. Yeah, he oh, does. He does. He, he has another, another appeal, but he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, like, he doesn't. He's uh-huh. like, he owes a jail man now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does he care? Why does he want to come out now? He doesn't even know. He just, the guy like, has never seen an iPhone 10. Bro. He like, runs a business at the pen. Do you believe that shit? First of all, he's a specialized worker. He knows how to weld. Yeah. So they have him weld, weld at the penitentiary. So he's earning money. <clears throat> yeah. And he bakes. He fucking bakes goods and he sells it to the That's other prisoners. This guy is like actually making money in jail. Like nothing significant. It's yeah. chump change. Yeah. But still, like he's actually banking money. It's, it's crazy how like, like you probably experienced that. You felt that whole emotion of seeing him being this like person and everyone loving him. To then, like you said, like his eyes just, you know, all you see is darkness. Like because lifeless. He just, just fucking, he's lifeless, like, right? You look in his eyes, there's yeah. nothing there. But do you do? But now, do you actually think that the justice system actually rehabilitates people? Do you actually think it actually works? You know, yes and no. To a large degree, I say no. One of my favorite quotes is from Primal Fear. It's right at the beginning of the movie, where Richard Gere's a lawyer, and he's like, "My mother used to always tell me, if you want to get fucked, go to a courthouse, and if you want justice, go to a whorehouse." You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it's and it and it holds true, right? Because again, the the odds are stacked against you, man. Like if you're if you're impoverished, you don't have money, you have to resort to a, a legal aid lawyer. Unless no, and, that- and legal aid lawyer, let me tell you this, man. People have a misconception 
about legal aid lawyers versus private lawyers. So the, those are free, I'm assuming? Yeah, legal They're, aid lawyers are free if you, yeah. may, if you make less than a certain amount of money. And let me tell you, man, legal aid lawyers are some of the, the, this, the most strong warriors that you'll see in the yeah. court system, man. Like the lawyers that do shit for money, man, they do it for money. Mm-hmm. The lawyers that do cases on legal aid, man, they are the actual warriors, man. There's a, there's you got a that people, passion, yeah. So there's we call they're like free lawyers. They're called duty counsel, okay. And what they do is they represent unrepresented people in a criminal court. These are unrepresented people in criminal court end up m- most of the time being homeless, drug addict, and mentally ill. The most difficult kind of clients to deal with, man. And they're these lawyers is their job is to deal largely with these types of people. And man, for your day-to-day life to deal with people who are telling you to fuck off as a lawyer, I don't trust you. You're a piece of shit. You work for the government. Like, I don't trust you. And those people can hear that kind of shit and then still have your back in front of a courthouse. That's what these t- lawyers, they're called duty counsel. That's what they do. And I think they're well underappreciated people yeah. and if i have a venue or a platform to show my appreciation to these people like i should do it yeah. shout out every time man. Shout, out to shout out to duty council man i had someone like i was working at forever 21 and i got like a criminal charge for being a driving motorcycle which is dropped because this girl like helped me pro bono but i paid her back like, later now but like it's crazy Sick, man. Nice man. Oh, yeah. 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 At least you paid her back, bro. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> a lot of these people won't pay you shit. Hey, but did you learn your lesson though? Did you learn your yeah, lesson, Brian? Don't yeah. fucking do dumb hey, shit. Now, no, now you, no yeah. more driving crazy <laughs> stunt driving, eh? No license no. plates on the bikes. Man. No, but it, it's, it, it's crazy, man. Like uh, your whole like your you guys probably you guys. I give you guys credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys don't get enough from the amount of work that you guys do and it's so true what you said earlier like but you don't do it for the money you do it because you love it you love winning you have that passion and i see it like you guys like i i i would hire you guys like you guys have that passion i know i know 100 he makes me a little crazy sometimes i know no but it's crazy man like um you know, like it's you guys go through it's some another crazy world. shit. It's another Dude, world. It's, and yo, yeah. man, the kind of shit that you learn about humanity yeah. and the type of shit that people can do. Yeah. Even man, like bro, like I tell you something right now, man. Even like the police, bro. Man, like there is corruption everywhere, big time, and society, man. Oh, like yeah. the kind of shit that police do that you don't hear about as a regular person, but the the lawyers and the judges hear about. Man, it'll blow your mind. Can, and I, that's something I don't really want to talk about too much. Okay. But I'm going to tell you, it just happened to us today. <laughs> is is there yeah, any yeah. example you can give that's like a known thing that you can talk about? Well, I, I'll give you an example of someone that was in the news a lot. And it wasn't okay. my client, so I'm happy to talk about it. There was a police officer in Hamilton, all right? Mm-hmm. And this police officer in Hamilton um, was a well-respected cop. And they did a wiretap and a bunch of gangsters that were operating in Hamilton, Toronto. They had like a across Ontario mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. uh, drug network going on. And what these guys did was they were paying off a police officer to give them information on their rivals about what people who other people who are selling drugs or whatever like were doing, right? And they didn't know this cop was involved. But while they were wiretapping the phones of like X person, they started hearing that this cop calling them. And this cop was selling them ammunition for 
for guns, selling right? It? Selling it to them at whatever, and he got booked, bro. And he got caught on the wiretaps, and he got he pled. I don't know if he pled guilty or got found guilty. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, bro. it's a Hamilton cop, bro. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not hard to Google. Yeah, it's not my client. Yeah, I'm not concerned about yeah. solicitor client privilege, yeah. but I mean, if you Google Hamilton police officer or whatever, man, yeah, it's crazy. Like you, see, you like, see it in these shows and movies, happens. and like it, it happens in real life, bro. At, what, at what point can people? Tap, have have the right or whoever's on the other side tap into a phone do you have to, to listen to a yeah. conversation oh, oh this is this is this uh, is the most complicated thing in law man yeah, the criminal law so basically what happens is that i don't i don't want to get too technical and i'll be yeah. i'll be quick with this effectively what happens is that there's an investigation that becomes ongoing okay a homicide a project case with a fuck ton of drugs guns whatever the case may be what an investigative officer is going to do is start drafting what they call a part six warrant. Okay. And it's based on a case called Garofoli. And what they do is that they justify their case uh, to say, we need to do a wiretap on so-and-so and so-and-so because we believe that they're responsible for this or they're a witness or a person of interest, a target or whatever. And we believe that it either may or will assist with the investigation. If it's under the guise of criminal organization or a terrorist organization, like a mafia mm. or like a terrorist, the threshold is lower. It's Without, easier to get a wiretap. It's easier mm. to get a wiretap. Without that, it's a little bit higher of a threshold. And what they do is that they draft what's called an ITO, which stands for an information to obtain. And it's a massive affidavit saying, this is our investigation. This is why we believe this wiretap is justified. They put that in front of a judge. A judge reviews it and signs it off. Here's the fucked up thing that a lot of people don't know. There is something that they could do called a resort to. So if I am an investigating officer and I get your phone tapped and I hear you talking to somebody else about like fucked Matt up shit. Bully, right? And like Matt fucked up at the club yesterday. And they never had Matt on anything previously to justify the war now they can they can tap his phone as a resort to your ah, investigate exactly interesting yeah it's so, a never-ending it's loophole. a web dude it's yeah. a web it starts with one person and they can go as far as they want man cops probably listen to me it's interesting like, i'll last that some people sketch out it's like oh be careful like the, the google home was this thing or like the phones are always listening but is that that's probably some next yeah, level man, shit. Yeah, but man, you don't gotta give a shit about Google Home, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> like Google Home, they want to hear about you because they want to sell you a t-shirt, bro. Yeah. Well, like, Matt, put your pants up. We don't want to fucking see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what about these apps? Like, um, well, now WhatsApp is officially... WhatsApp like, will now provide your information. How about like those other Signals apps? Signals that you gotta use yeah. if you want to have ultra private uh, communication. There, there, there was one other one. The name escapes me. Uh, I know it escapes me too. I think uh, they used to have PGP. Remember some. So here's the other thing. Different subscribers, for example, and different organizations or corporations rather have different policies. I'll give you an example. Pizza Pizza, you deliver, you get delivery from Pizza Pizza. If the police contact Pizza Pizza and say, yo, what, what, who was the last person to order pizza from this phone number and what was their address? Pizza Pizza will say, here you go on a silver platter, pun intended, no problem, no warrant required, nothing. Okay. On the other hand, though, Rogers Communications, Telecommunications, if they go to Rogers and say, give us, you know, this and this and this about these phone numbers, they'll be like, no, where's your production order? They'll be like, fuck you, give us an order. Give us your your warrant or your production order or whatever it is, right? So different corporations Mm. take different 
ways mm. of dealing with these things. Shout out Rogers. And, 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 yeah, and, but it's Telegram. 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 One of the uh, up and coming issues now is that, you know, is it okay for the police to go to, for example, I had a client, he's being wiretapped, okay? Mm. The, the guy never said his phone, said his name once, anything on any phone except the one time called Edible Arrangements to order something for somebody else, okay? And he gave his name and whatever. And the, the whole question is, if they go into the kind of like database of a private company and the private company just volunteers to give the information for, to the police, you know, is that a breach of your rights, right? Usually a breach of your rights has to happen to you, yeah. not to somebody else. Because the court says, if your rights got breached, then we'll protect you. But if somebody else breached your rights, well, that's on them and you can't say shit about mm, that. That's it. Yeah. Right? So now there's a new area of law that's developing because the police more and more often now are going to these third-party people to get information for people to charge them. Yeah. Right? And there's no law right now that's there to protect people from the police going to third mm. parties. So it's it's going to... It's one of those oh. things that's going to Supreme Court soon and shit, but... Fuck, boy, this has been a crazy conversation. Yeah, I, know. I know, like, we can go on. I love, I love that. Because, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, and we just, we just banged up two yeah, other podcasts. We should, yeah, we should yeah. be dead tired, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, like, I'm like, no, no, not, I'm not, like, not, not even I'm like riled up right now. It's like, I'm excited. It's crazy because it's like, there's so much shit, like, that goes on. It's relevant to everyone's life, bro. Like, I have another just scenario because I feel like people would find value in this because it's an everyday thing. I don't know. I'm sure you guys obviously know your shit. Just getting pulled over. Like, for example, let's say a cop pulls you over and it's for speeding, but then he's like, I like that. get yeah. out of the car. I want to check. Or, or like, you know, um, step out of the car. Let me check the car. You know, some might exercise their their power, especially if someone doesn't know their rights. Like, obviously, I, I believe they can't do that, right? Unless they have a probable cause or like they see something. Right. Uh, so what, like, what are some things that people can say? Yeah. What like, are some wordings you can say? Well, 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 let, me, let me start off by saying yeah, yeah, this, okay? okay? The first thing that you need to do to the police is you have to understand that like, the law, roadside, doesn't mean shit to you, okay? Mm. You have to convince the police officer to not search your car, all right? Or to be cool with the cop. Because at the end of the day, your remedy, if a police violates your rights, is to beat your charges in court. You're not trying to get to court to begin with, man. Right. Yeah. And I think the most important thing, people forget that when the police come to them, immediately they want to say, you're violating my rights, blah, blah, blah. And think that the police officer is going to say, oh, you know what? You're right. I'm violating your rights. I'm going to let you go home now. Think the cop is going to say that shit? Fuck Never. No. Yeah. So what, the first thing you need to do is cooperate with them, be polite and charm the police officer to not bother you anymore. And if it's a simple fucking request that they have and you can comply with it and you know you're not getting in trouble, just do it and get the police officer to leave your vicinity as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. But... If you get into a further situation, I'll have seen. I think I think to a certain degree that's true. Obviously, if the cop is like, "Let me search your car," and you're like, "I got nothing to hide," fuck that. He shouldn't be searching your car. So the first question, you know, I would ask is, "Am I detained?" Yes. And if the answer yeah. is yes, what am I detained for? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 if it continues, am I under arrest? Mm-hmm. Why are you investigating me, etc.? Right. Yeah. So there has to be RPG. There has to be reasonable probable grounds for them to, yeah. to continue. Right. There's a big 
difference if you're driving your car your breath reeks of alcohol and you got to open you know fifth of vodka in your cup holder mm-hmm. as opposed to you minding your business doing nothing yeah right so that's that becomes an unreasonable search at the end of the day their jobs are highly discretionary man so what he's saying is, is to a certain extent correct like you know you don't want to charm the police you don't have to charm the police but they're obviously looking for whether they know it or not they're looking for psychological cues as well right mm-hmm. are you nervous are you mm-hmm. fidgeting are you well, slurring I mean, your words I'm sure that was person a cop pulls up like you're nervous oh of course right that's it so like of course but are, are, are you are you like nervous in a sense or like oh i have a kid of you know, drugs in the trunk yeah, yeah. the, the bottom line is that if if a police uh pulls you over for a traffic violation and you've done nothing wrong otherwise they have absolutely no right to do anything further especially yeah. crazy, search I love your it. car man. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like you know, I, audience, I, I, you know i tell my clients all the time man it's a simple rule man if you're driving one crime at a time if you have drugs in your car man don't be smoking weed and cruising and speeding down the street right? it's, it's that simple man. I love it man. I love it dude it's not hard it's so true it's not hard man it's the truest shit that I have you know, and the other thing is man people just don't listen they don't yeah. care about the advice that the lawyers give them until they get caught that's it and but you're so right with what you like I, I agree with both of your points and it's like I understand, like, get the cop, get the fuck away. If you know you did nothing wrong, just be like, cool, just what's up? Just get him out of there, man. Because you'll find something to fuck you Because sometimes, for, right? like, yeah, I, yeah. I know yeah. a lot of guys, and, like, that would just want confrontation. As soon as the police comes, like, fuck, fuck, you, like, fuck the law. This, like, they're, like, <laughs> so against it. And it's like, yeah. what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cops, yeah. You you think, yeah, think he's going to say, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, cooler than I am. It's not black or white. There's a big difference between fuck you, fuck the law, fuck the police, and saying, I don't want my civil liberties 100%. because I have nothing to yeah, hide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? That's a big, big sentiment. And I'll, I tell think- you, yeah, I'll tell you something funny. So I did a post on it. You probably see on my Instagram. I went to do my vote. I went to the election office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I went there. I didn't wear a mask. I was like, you know what? I don't want to wear a mask. I know that the law says I, I can say no. I'm walking to the facility. They The election candidate mandate says as well, you do not have to wear a mask in order to vote. That's perfectly fine. You don't have to provide an exemption letter to anyone like you don't have you don't have to show anybody anything so i went and I'm, I'm not wearing a mask every single fucking person where's your mask where's your mask where's your mask i'm like i'm not wearing it. i went to go vote the supervisor comes out he's like you need to wear a mask and this is not again i'm not no anti-vax none of this it's my personal opinion i don't want to wear a mask i went to the the to vote they're not letting me vote he's like the guy comes he's like no you're not allowed to vote he's like i'm gonna tell the police officer to detain you you're trespassing i'm like no, I'm not. He's not. I'm He's voting right there. I'm yeah. like, I'm voting. I have right. the right. my Democratic yeah. right. I have the right to like. vote, and I have the right to vote without a mask. And there, luckily, there were other people there. Long story short, we pulled up the rule mandate. We called their boss, and their boss we put election cannon on the phone. And police officer was like, "I'm like, so are you gonna arrest me?" He's like, "I can't arrest you." I'm like, "I know you can't arrest me," you know. And I'm being nice with the cop too, and he's understanding. Like, bro, that's where I played it calm. I'm like, trust me, like I don't want to make your life hard. I understand that what you're doing, but you have to realize, like, I'm exercising my right here. I don't want to wear a mask and i'm still allowed to vote here is election canada mandate there is a rule book it says i don't have to wear a fucking mask why the fuck do i just he's like just wear it take it off and just vote i'm like no no was it worth it spending all that time there for not wearing a mask because that after that after that after that every single after that like the 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 lady came up to me one of the workers like thank you She's like, for the last two days, we've been experiencing this. And, like, people come in. They don't want to wear a mask. And we have to completely argue with them. This is that. She's like, thank you. I appreciate I appreciate what you did. And after that, everyone that that went there that I knew that didn't want to wear a mask, didn't wear a mask. And nobody said anything to them. And I'm like, 
I felt like I want something, you know. The fucking like, pioneer dude, over dude, here. Dude, don't don't forget, man. Your, your rights mm. are are like muscles. Yeah. If you don't work them out, they get smaller and they disappear. Yeah. yeah. So the more that's what's happening, dude. The Sorry more you it, <laughs> the more you exercise your rights, the more prevalent they yeah. become. Hundred percent. Right. And, so and that's 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 why like all, like are mm. you detaining me like type people? Mm. I think they're obnoxious, mm. but they're providing a service because yeah, they're reminding right? every yeah. cop. You can't fuck with me and you can't yeah. fuck with anybody yeah. else. Right? I, I, used, I actually enjoy watching those YouTube videos of like people yeah, getting right. pulled over and just knowing their shit. Yeah. yeah. And taking their cops. There's to one guy I watch always on YouTube. He's going. a fucking savage, bro. So the yeah. less you do mm. that, the mm. more you move closer to a police state. Mm. And I think the the yes. one thing that I'll say about, you know, the civil liberties, I for me, Edward Snowden says it the best. Mm. Yeah. Saying you don't want civil liberties because you have nothing to hide is like saying you don't want freedom of speech because you have nothing to say. It's fun. It's deep. I like that, though. You know? I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it, 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 it needs to be available yeah, yeah, when you want it. Yeah, yeah. It's not and, I, and I feel like uh, we're experiencing that. So. How, how, how is it when you guys get, if you've been pulled over? must be fun, eh? Because... It, I, I call my lawyer, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, like, kind of, you, know, you guys know your shit, so you probably you're probably not nervous at all because like you know your shit, and it's like it's like I, an equal playing field, you know. I act like a complete civilian, yeah, and I completely shut the fuck up because yeah. that's my only number one advice to all my clients. Yeah, is shut the fuck up. Yeah, because cops even on very simple things they will try and trigger things, right? Yes, like, yes. oh, when you get caught speeding, they'll ask you questions like, "Do you live in the neighborhood?" right? That's such a benign question. Do I live in the neighborhood? Why the fuck does it matter? Right? Mm -hmm. So at trial, he can say, oh, this guy said he's lived here for 20 years. How could he not have seen the speed mm -hmm. limit? You mm -hmm. know, it's like you never understand. You don't, you don't know what so they're trying to get that question, No. <laughs> no, well, the no, answer no. is silence. Yeah, yeah. Silence. silence. It doesn't Wait, matter. You don't have to answer that? No, of course no, not. Of course no, not. The <laughs> only thing you need to do is identify yourself. Okay. Okay. Give him a okay. license so, so and that say, that give that me the ticket. Is, that give me the ticket. Is powerful then. So I'm able to just. Role play, role play. I'm able to just be silent, right? Dude, I, I'm telling you my, my advice to my clients. When I tell my clients, listen, go ah, in there and. Shut and, the fuck up, okay? Go, go in there and don't say anything to the police. So I try to test them and I say, so if the police ask you where were you tonight, what would you say? Oh, I was at home. I'm like, fail immediately. Okay. doesn't matter where you were. I'm like, you know, where, what were you doing tonight? And they say, oh, I was uh, doing nothing tonight. Entirely separate of the crime that they're accused of doing. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like, that's not the response. When I say don't talk to the police, what it means is silence. So, okay. you, know, you put your head down on the table and the cops are interviewing you and you just stay quiet. Oh, I, what I tell it, them guys. is to just con consistently repeat, my lawyer told me not to say anything. My lawyer told me not to say anything to divert but blame, so this, you're not pissing them off. If this yes. is just if this is just a traffic stop, and yeah, I'm, I literally okay. Maybe I was over by 15, so I'm it's I'm rightfully pulled over. But then he starts asking me these questions. Yeah, what well, can I can I use that? No, use wait, that? Wait, wait, well, here, here's the thing. First of okay, all, okay. That, that's a piss poor example because ignorance of the law and speeding doesn't matter. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter whether you knew or not. It was just an example but I was trying to provide you. Adding asking me just random questions like, where were we tonight? Just be like, yo, listen, if, if, I'm, if I'm getting a ticket, yeah. you, you think you're going to talk yourself out of a ticket Never, on the side no. of the road with a cop, man? No, no. Then but they're like, going to say, Mac and Poli, like, I love your Instagram account, I'm going to let you go, man. <laughs> no chance, bro. You're close, man. Immediately when they pull you over, bro, yeah. just say, give me my ticket so I can get on my way as fast as possible. Yeah. You go fight that shit in court. Yeah. You don't fight it on the roadside. And that's why yeah, I tell right? people to shut yeah. the fuck up, yeah. too. Yeah, it's because true. It's true. If you're being, I did that one. If you're being <laughs> investigated and you're providing a statement to the police, yeah. 
there's virtually <laughs> nothing you can say yeah. to prevent them from charging. Yeah. They're, 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 crew, man. And, and the police are not trained to seek the truth. They're trained to get, uh, you know, admissions. Yeah. That's what they're trained to get out of you. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Like, it's, I love it because it's, it's like, and that's the perfect thing. Like, just stay fucking quiet because so many people start rambling on and start going on about everything. Dude, it's like, bro, yeah. just shut the fuck, fuck up, up because, they, as you said, they can use, like, oh, do you have you lived in this area? It's a simple fucking question. Be, oh, yeah, of course. I live down the street. Yeah. And it's like, you don't realize the effects of that that can, yeah, do, yeah. It can yeah. lead to. Yeah. You know? I go, one time I got pulled over for, for, for being on my phone while I was yeah. driving. And, you know, even me as a lawyer, the cop, there's a phone that's uh, on my car seat. And she goes to me, like, I saw you using your phone. I'm like, I wasn't using your phone. And she goes to me, yo, what kind of phone is that? And I go, oh, yo, that's a Samsung, whatever. And she, I see her, she's like, really? She notes it down right away. She's like, I saw him uh, with a Samsung, whatever, like, <laughs> in, like in his hand. And I mean, I had no idea that just by me saying that I even had a phone with me. The right thing for me to say is, you know, like, yeah. there was no phone even in the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, basically. Yeah. But what she did was she tricked me into saying that, at least the presence of a phone in the vehicle was established yeah. when she went to court. That's something that you can no longer argue that yeah. a phone was not there yeah. anymore, right? Because you admitted it. It's crazy. Well, obviously, yeah. phone, we're, we're 21st century, it's 2021. We're always yeah, just yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of an like, example. Like where, like, where else would you put it? Like, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not comfortable in my pocket. It's fucking huge. Unless you weren't even happy, you know? <laughs> These things are massive now. I'm not driving with this thing. I'm going to put it on my passenger yeah. side. 100%. No, I hear you for sure, man. Yeah. Boys, this was an amazing conversation. You know, part we're, two, man. Yeah, we should. Sure. We, we should. Yeah, because, bro, this is very insightful. Yeah. Very insightful. I like the beginning we talked about you know just everything but i want to do another podcast with you guys i want to get into like what not to do you know and like i think it's very like, from smart. a personal perspective or from, from a like legal a, perspective because <laughs> i know both <laughs> but from like from the point of like simple stuff like that when you're when you if you get pulled over right except etc etc like there's as you said just keep your mouth fucking quiet don't utter anything simple things like about the driving those questions like i want to do a whole podcast where it's like i mean dude what, like what, one, one thing i gotta say is oh man like right away man like nobody should ever take this podcast as any legal advice yeah, yeah I, I, I have to make that very clear yeah, yeah, yeah. yo i'm drinking yo, put, it, put this at the beginning yeah 100 yeah. yeah. no legal advice beers, man. this is well, just our we will do uh if you follow legal advice from us right now man you deserve to get we can do the tank crack commandments we're everyone find you guys man you know you know you can find us on instagram at titan lop you can find us on twitter at titan lop Perfect. our website's launching soon www.titanlop.com we're gonna tag all your stuff below man yeah, yeah we have if you wanna you know like what if all the ladies want to follow? We got Twitter as well. Our Twitter is more tailored towards like, We have a lot of lawyers. ladies that want. They want to follow some no, handsome if you, lawyers. If, if, if <laughs> ladies are interested, you can talk to Matt or Zob and they'll hook you up, man. I'm right here. <laughs> it's a pleasure it's having you here today, bro. Thank, thank you guys for so coming. Thank you guys. It's a great time. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out.